0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of 2 Lovecraft and Back. I am one of your hosts, Michael. Um, thank you for tuning in to us. I have my other co-host, Mr.
1: Yes, Aaron, the one, the only, you know, what it do. The spectacular, the
0: amazing. Oh, yes. <laughs> show stopping. So, yeah, show stopping. Um, we are here to talk about another episode and we are talking about episode for a history of violence. In the latest episode, we see Atacidus and L- Letty head back to Massachusetts with Montrose. We also have Christina relocating to Chicago as she tries to stake her claim in the upper ranks of the Order of the Ancient Dawn. We have Hippolyta looking into some clarity on George's death. This episode, I think, is a breather from the first three episodes that we have experienced. Um, uh, you know, it's been different levels to this series already. And like we just had a ghost story. Before that, we had like a season finale almost like type thing with this like ritual and everything and exploding. And then we also had episode one where it was just this, you know, us being getting to know these characters and getting to know this world and everything. So I feel like this episode takes us on a journey and an adventure. So, yeah. How are you doing today,
1: Aaron? Oh, I am doing wonderful, ecstatic and all those other wonderful buzzwords. Uh, This episode... (laughs) is in my opinion a filler episode you know it does set the tone you know and establish what we're getting later but i think you know just with this kind of adventure uh take we're you know we're kind of like you said a breather from what you know the main plot already you know has been established since episode three and it's like this is in short you know technically a controversial episode you know for some we're going to get into why later but you know um looking back you know just re-watching it uh the title is definitely a play on words not just with the uh with the subplot you know where we have a lot of things happen but also with a certain character you know montrose there there's a lot that um A lot of layers Yeah, there's a lot of layers that we we have to talk about
0: Well, since you want to We can start off with Montrose Because he is the opening scene of this episode And we see him Obviously, he has been drinking and he's crying and he's hearing voices and things like that. And with me rewatching it today, it was him hearing the voice of his dad and the things that he was going through in his childhood and everything. Then you see he has this book, which is the book of Adam, the book of names and everything like that. You see he has this book and everything. And he's just going through, you know, he's going through so much. He's just lost his brother he's having this uh tension with his son and then he's battling with his own demons as an alcohol or whatever he else he's battling with so you see him going through um how that scene is, is he takes the book he does read the poem from the book i do have the poem somewhere we can get into it but he does read the poem from the book and Tosses it in the trash can and sets it on fire. I was looking like, you big dummy. Like, why did you just do that? Like, I know, like, I was really mad with him because I was like, you know, your son and his woman needs this, and you're going to sit up here and burn this book. Like, why would you do that? Like, but.
1: History of violence.
0: Exactly. You know, (laughs) it's keen and keen. Like, play on play, like, he has his history of violence. And I think what it was is that he wanted to detach himself from that, you know, get away from that. But he did read the book. So, you know, he read what he could before he can, like, destroy it. And I think it was just him still protecting his son at the end of the day, protecting him for whatever chaos that book holds. So,
1: yeah. And I think, you know, going a little further, it, Cause here, here I go again. You know, I guess I'm getting deep early, y'all. Um, you know, I think this also speaks on the fact of how a lot of black men, you know, try to protect the, you know, their children okay. from some of the things that they may know, and sometimes that's good, and sometimes it's not so good, and right. you know, obviously it's going to come back to bite them later. But seeing Montrose, you know, kind of you know, go back and forth between this, you know, hard ass to, you know, very loving dad. Uh-huh. Because you know, throughout the whole episode, we see him constantly berate, you know, his son and even try to bite Letty's head off. At least Letty will, you know, stand up to him uh-huh. the way, you know, you're supposed to. But Tick is just, you know, he goes like he'll go from zero to a hundred with his dad in a heartbeat and, you know, but at the same time, you know, as you can see later than the episode, they have to trust each other, exactly. you know, when they their Indiana Jones style adventure, you know, they're the only ones that, you know, other than lady, they have to trust each other. And it's just, you know, seeing Montrose really, you know, have to play, Two different roles, you know, just in his personal life with battling his demons, and then as a father, but also as this guy with immense knowledge, right? You know, like that's that's a hell of a, a task to put on somebody. And I, you know, after rewatching, I absolutely see why he has so many demons. You know, I absolutely get it. Right, because he's, he's been very conflicted.
0: Very conflicted, and you know, I feel like. Montrose has held on to a lot that's happened to his life. I think he's held on to his childhood, held on to his adulthood, held on to his relationship with his, uh, with the woman that gave him a child. I think he, and he's still holding on to the situation of how he owned, he treated his child. So I think he's holding on to so much and everything is just closing in on him. I think that that was, I think that opening scene was a moment where he was trying to release I thought yeah. like he was trying to release himself from that. And as we see him go through his, as we see him go through this episode and, you know, go through more episodes, you see him begin to peel off more layers of himself, pull, pull out more layers. Cause it's, I can't wait till we get into it. But it's a part where it happens when they're in the tomb where he has a, he has a conversation with Tick, and I, I appreciate him for saying it because at that at that instant, Tick was wrong. So um, I appreciate him for calling him out on that and, you know, giving him that father-to-son talk and figure and giving him that encouragement and saying that, hey, you was you, you was wrong, you know. he yeah. can talk to you later. But, yeah, yeah. Um, Montrose, I have a soft spot for Montrose. I do. So, yeah. I, was, I, I the only time I was mad with him is when they went and came and got him from the episode two. When they went and got him, and he dug himself up, and then he turned around. And he was like, "I didn't need y'all
1: to come get me."
0: That was like that's like one of my favorite parts of him because he's like, "I don't need y'all to come get me." Hey. I see he got his behind up in that car. <laughs>
1: exactly. Nah. You know, like, yeah, Montrose, he's a, he's a great character. You know, since you went ahead and brought it up, let's talk about Mr. Tick for a second, because I got beef with him. You know, like, like, sir. He's sir, a hot mess. Like, everyone, like, somebody breathes and Tick got a problem with it. Like okay. letty ask, exactly. Hi- uh, ask a question. Tick got a problem with it. Montrose wanna move. Tick got a problem with it. uh Hippolyta wanna ask a question. Tick got a problem with it. Like I, I know Tick came from a war, but my God, this I think this episode was the beginning of the end for Tick for me because Ooh. he gets on my nerves. He's a baby. All he does is whine. Yeah. All he wants to do. Like I get he's his father's son, but you know, It just that also speaks how great, you know, the actor and the writers are. But it's just like he obviously wants to be very different from his dad. That's why he got into the military and all this stuff. But he just he is something else.
0: Yeah, he is. Because since we're on a subject, when the whole scene, when um, oh, boom, when Christina came to the house and, you know, this is after the whole they getting the exorcist out and Christina tried Christina came to Letty's house or whatever and you know, boom, she couldn't get through the house because of the whole the spell that's still up from when the uh voodoo priestess put up for them when they was doing the thing and everything. So to see that hand in hand with the magic. But when Christina told Letty about Tick coming to try to kill her the last episode and then Tick not tell her And then Miss Letty goes all the way down to the library. It was so funny because how you know he was at the library? He a bookworm. Like, that was so funny, the fact that she went straight to the library and knew that he was at the library and pulled him to the side and said, you didn't tell me you, you know, did such and such. You was going to try to kill Christina. Are you stupid? You know, and everything like that. And it's just how he was treating the situation of her saying, well, I think you need to – talk to your dad because he obviously knows more about this than you and you're trying to sit up here and research all this stuff and he obviously knows more about it because you know from what he's told you and everything like that and how he's been acting why don't you just talk to your dad and how he shut her down was like i don't need to talk to him and everything like that but it was so funny and it was so ironic how when he was all those books that he had on that on that um on that table, all those books his daddy had checked out for him researching mm-hmm. about the same subject. So go ask your daddy. Like, mm-hmm. and then you see in the next scene, them, you see Letty and you see Montrose sitting down talking about the situation and everything and how they can come up with a plan to get this missing pages for the book of names. So, but yeah, Tick is a mess. I'm sorry. I love Tick, but he's a mess. He's so, I just, I just wish he would just, you know, take it down a notch. But, and it, it makes me think about the future of his character development. And it makes me understand why he acts the way he acts. So, take us a
1: miss. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's very headstrong. He, he, he was very headstrong, but you know, I do appreciate you know how he was trying to you know take hold of the situation. But you know, as the series shows, it always comes at a price. You mm-hmm. cannot expect to do something. You can't expect to do something and not expect something else to happen. Right. And I just I really do appreciate that. And I what I really like, we can go ahead and jump from there, is that they basically, you know, get Hippolyta and and their daughter to go on a little trip. To a museum right because this leads to i think your favorite element of the show uh we get the adventure we get yes. just the straight up you know full-blown adventure style you know setting and it's like we're once again like i was saying in the first episode we have these just highly intelligent black people mm-hmm. you know in this setting doing essentially espionage right you know they're the museum and they're learning but you know i really like how it contrasts with hippolyta you know even though she's trying to you know ease her mind of george's death and all that and just be there for her daughter she still has a lot of doubt yes she has so know? much doubt and I just, you know, I I'm gonna let you take it away because this is your favorite part of the
0: episode. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a pin on that because I'm thinking about what you said about Hippolyta going with them mm. on this trip and everything because we we know she's dealing with the death of the death of George and everything and how is this, you know, she's very she's very eager to know answers about what happened to her wife. I mean, what happened to her uh, husband and how, you know. The two people that she trusts, Montrose and Tick, are not telling her anything. So, you know, she's very concerned with everything that is going around. But I was happy to see her go on this trip with them and, you know, get to this museum because we, you know, we know that she is a very smart, intelligent black woman. You know, we know that she loves space and everything. As you can see from the last episode, she was uh, she has this now this uh, astronomy little the little uh, gold thing that she found at the house and everything. And she's trying to figure out how to unlock it and use it. And she knows that it, you know, it predicts the planet's movements and everything. So she's, we get to see her be excited about something that she's very into and everything that she has a passion for. But, you know, seeing her go on this trip and her and D have that moment when there was in the, um, what is the thing called? When you uh look at the stars in the sky, um, Telescope, but it was the big one. Oh, God, Cyworth's got one. Um,
1: I'm blanking.
0: I'm blanking too, man. It's making me mad. But that scene where, you know, they were looking at the sky and they were at the museum and every planetarium, or, or, you know, that, the planetarium. I couldn't get it out for nothing, but they're laying there. She was uh having that moment with D. I really. Was happy for them because they both have been through some D losing her dad and then, you know, help losing her husband. So, you know, and not knowing the answers, I was glad that they have that bonded moment of mother and daughter and her telling her that, you know, I named that. And, you know, seeing D yelled at, my mama named this comment. And it was just really, it was a very, I think it was a very good moment for them both for what they've been through. And, you know, I enjoyed it. Um. Yeah, I, I love Hip and I hate that she's going through what she's going through, but it also gives the character more developed to be independent and find out what she needs to find out for her own destiny. So that's what I love about that. But yes, this is my favorite episode. Um, because it gives me with the trio, you know, they're trying, their goal is basically trying to get these missing pages of the book and names and everything. And they go to this museum and. They have to go back to the museum because they have to go under the museum. And what I like about that is that it's because it's a it's an adventure. It's giving you Tomb Raider, giving you Indiana Jones energy. And I love this episode because of the trials and tribulations they have to go through through this episode. Um what starts it off when they're about to go underground is that you see the three, you see the trio, you know, trying to figure out how to open up. The um the vault To get underground And it was so cool To see that Montrose was like Wait a minute Wait a minute Turn your lights off And then Point the moon Into the uh, hole So that it can open Gives me more Of Montrose's Intelligence And what he knows And you know Him It just goes Hand in hand To his past of the character and him born present and future of the character and everything like that. So, you know, they go under and everything like that. And Tick is very, um, he's very, um, he's paying attention to his dad because he's looking at him like, how did you know that was supposed to happen? And everything like that. So, you know, they go underground and everything. And it's just this adventure. As I keep saying, like, Oh my God, they go underground. They see this see they have this they come up to this big long thing and it's like a little long like plank and they have to cross it and that's when I really got my Indiana Jones Tomb Raider feel because you know they're all nervous and everything and we see Tick pull out his uh pull out the rope and ties the rope to Letty and you know ties it to itself and everything but to talk about Tick and Montrose I love the interaction they had because Letty was like how did you know how to do this and he was like oh Montrose was like my dad taught me and his father taught him and I thought that was kind of more of another layer being pulled off of uh, Montrose and their relationship as uh, father and son but yes them getting on this, uh, this whole scene was like I think this was my favorite scene because it was very intense for them to tie themselves up and then have to cross this thing and then when they get halfway across there's this pendulum going back and forth going back and forth and you know it gives me the intense feeling and then whoever is the music whoever does the music with is very like I love them because like it gives me the good hip hop music on the certain scenes that we'll talk about and then it also gives me this very adventurous and you know the suspenseful music that I need to enjoy my, the scene of that is being displayed to me. So, but yeah, them going across and everything and them having to work together to get across that plane. And then when the plane started disappearing and then having Tit come back to his dad and he's like, dad, pop, you're going to have to jump. And that, but I felt like that was another layer because. <laughs> Montrose had to trust him to, you know, jump and then, you know, they go in everything. How was you feeling about this? Cause I don't want to get to the lat, the puzzle thing, because it's going to go hand in hand with another topic I got.
1: Um, Yeah, I just I really do appreciate, you know, that scene, because like I was saying earlier, we see Montrose in, you know, so many different roles mm-hmm. and see him kind of be essentially the quiet leader, because, you know, without Montrose, they would not be in. You know, this close to, you know, the pages that they need, but also being, you know, Tick's dad and, you know, like Montrose really being nervous that Tick might not catch him, you know, that speaks on, you know, their relationship, but, you know, Tick catch, like, I just, I really do love how, you know, they, they embraced each other, you know, and it wasn't, uh you know, showcasing how much of an ass it can be. I just, I really do love that, and it just that whole like the whole setup. You know, just you know, like you were saying, you know, that whole adventure style setup, and just seeing them really have to use their brains. You know, they're taken out of their element. I think that's that's what I really like about it. That they're taken out of their element. Right. I have to. You know, basically adapt like that's just that's such an interesting you know trope that i see in stories and seeing it here it just i, I love that about there and um you know you're probably gonna get into it but you know lady gills take you know, a few choice words.
0: Oh yeah, I was glad. I was happy that. I mean, we can get into it when she told him. She said, "You act like you know this. You're not the only person that this is happening to." And that's what he was acting like. Like you act right. like you're not the only person that is dealing with this. Like at the end, like no shade. Ain't nothing happened to him but being stopped from shooting a white woman. That's it. Like That's about it. I mean, well, yes, you lost Uncle George. Let me stop being like this. Like, no, yes, he lost Uncle George. But at the same time, it's like, dude, like, it's just the way he comes off. Like, you know, like, I get it. And she snapped on him with that part. It's when after I was trying to pull up this poem because the poem was at the beginning of the book that Montrose, uh, had burned. And when they get across, when they get across, the, um, the ledge and they're there at this, uh, wall where they have to go into the next level, they have to press these. It's another puzzle thing. They have to press these puzzle things. And the code was the beginning of the, it was the words that Montrose had said. It was something about, you know, um, Adam did something, and then God smited Eve and all this, and, and the monsters created this and that. And that was the code to get into when they had the press, when they was at the end of the ledge. That was the code to get into the next thing. And Tick was got upset because he was like, well, how did you know that? And it's like, you know, if he didn't know it, y'all wouldn't have been able to get there. Like, stop coming off at your father like that. At the end of the day, if it wasn't for him, you wouldn't have been into the next level. So I was kind of glad that she got him together because he was still coming off as if, you know, like, I'm here, but I'm the only one going through this, which that's not the case. Because you have your dad and you have a woman that you are trying to build a relationship with and you're being very rude to both of them.
1: Right. Right. And um, it, it, have you found the, the I'm phone? looking
0: for it? I, okay. I about to say if you have another. You can go. Yeah, I
1: found it. Uh, I I found it. Yes, please go go into it because that was. was Basically, Adam named and then Eve fucked. Mm -hmm. God brought forth monsters. Mm -hmm. Monster devoured. God smites Eve. Like, looking back, um, because when I was rewatching this episode, you know, when I first watched it, I was like, oh, well, okay, that's interesting. But looking back, this kind of tells you the entire plot of the whole series like this like that you know and the fact that it came out of Mont, you know out of montrose's mouth right. you know while tick and lady are still looking for this and even you know like all other characters they don't mention this at all but montrose and it's just like that shows how freaking intelligent this guy is
0: yes now, like I, it was like, another layer that we needed.
1: It. Right. Like he got caught by the sons of he got kidnapped by sons of Adam for a reason. Right. You know? And I just like that. That just. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm going to geek out about this, like, you know, in a later episode, because we can very much get into who, you know, Eve is. But it's like I, f- you know, looking back, I think Eve represents every woman because at some point something happens you know, to all the characters that have sex in the mm. show. You know? That's deep. Like something happens, you know, we're we're really gonna get That's into really it. really deep that like, you said uh,
0: that. That's really deep. Like, thank I'm just saying, like, no shade, but you know. Yeah. I'm thinking about hip and George, George is dead. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about, you know, um, Let's talk
1: about
0: a girl, Ruby. Right. right, I'm thinking about Ruby and her situation. And then, God, like, when you say something like that, that... Yeah, we're going to have to... That's deep. (laughs) Like, whoa. We did it again. Right. That was... That's deep. But, yeah, that poem, when I... When I was watching it this morning, I was watching this episode. I was like, wait. And then when he said it, when they were at that wall and they was pressing the puzzle, I was like, Oh my God. But it, I think that poem is going to transcend through the whole series because I feel yeah. like, you know, and I'm going to probably bring it up on the finale because I feel like it concludes with the finale with that poem. So, um, yeah. I was really glad that she got his ass together because I, I, I'm i sick of him acting like, you know, he's the only person that this is going through. And I just, you know, I want him to understand that everybody supports you in your decisions that you're doing. But you have to realize, like, hey, everybody else is going through this with you. We're all in the same boat with you. Um, I also want to talk about the next fault that they have to go through. And I thought it was kind of cool because you see them after they pass and you see them the water is rising and everything and you see them get to this next vault and it has the spell and everything above it and everything, but there's a dead arm there and then they pull the arm out. But what I liked about that scene is that, yeah, we're all nervous. Cause we like, dang, he puts the ring on and everything, but is it going to unlock? But automatically I was thinking like, because he has the blood, he is the blood, you know, he has the blood of the, the whole sons of Adams and everything. So, you know, him putting that in, he's putting his arm in there and being able to unlock this, have this, uh, um this uh next vault open so they can get to the next level. I thought that was kind of cool because I mean he has the blood of the birthright of that he's in. So, you know, to see it glow and everything, and then the ladder falls down, and then they get up to the next room, which I'm kinda excited to break down because it goes hand in hand with the museum and it goes hand in hand for this next climax of this episode. Um so when we get into the next level of this episode it's a ship and this ship is from um the birth the uh Rathrites. and it's just crazy how it goes hand in hand to them talking about him you know taking all these different things as a colonizer and putting them in this museum and he was basically taking little things from things that he's conquered basically and putting it in this museum But when we get to this ship and it's this – the things that he's taking for these people, it was just, you know, I felt that it was crazy because, like, you know, he's taking all these things from these people. And then what he did to these – the people that's, like – that he – I. I don't want to say banished or anything like that. I'm trying to think of the word that he um confined to this ship because that was his last mission on this ship because he used these people to translate the book of names for him. And then when they did what he wanted, he confined them to this ship with this spell. And I mean, we find that out through them about to get the papers and this. You know, this body comes back to life and the only person that can understand her is Tick with him having that knowledge and blood of this birthright. So um, how are you feeling about that? Because that was I I think this is when we can talk about also the controversy of this episode and this scene and everything. And I, you know, I had to take a step back because I remember when this episode came out, it was a lot that came about it and I understand it and everything. So, but first, how did you feel about, you know, that scene coming, you know, mm-hmm. coming to full circle, especially with our main big villain. I
1: think, I think it was very satisfying because, um, you know, basically that spell confining all of those victims, you know, I have to think, is this what the sons of Adam were going to do to Letty George and, you know, Tick or really Lydia and George, once they were done with the sacrifice of Tick, you know, oh, were they going to okay. combine them to the building and kill them? You know, but it just I really like how that just speaks, and the fact that it was in Massachusetts, you know, the museum, like, it just really does speak on how most of America has been built on colonizing, you know, different religions and cultures and putting them on display, okay. you know, like and, and it being, you know, your you know your ancestors, unmentionables, you know, or prized possessions, but they're on display for the world to see right. as just wing and eyeing. And I think, you know, let's go ahead and talk about it. you know the controversy. You know what comes right after is you know it all of that root and truth, but then bring in this, you know, essentially we can call them the tooth spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's you know. Uh, it's non-binary, but it has the appearance of a male, it has male genitalia, but the appearance of a female. Like that's a very um, bold decision, you know, to take on because it, it brings this sort of like not supernatural, but this, I think, ethereal is the right word, but you know, this very you know big, grand you know idea of that we're supposed to really be paying attention to this character. Right. Um you know, I, you know, I looking, looking at different criticisms of it, you know, I think the biggest, cause even Misha admitted, you know, she may have, she made some mistakes was uh-huh. that uh, Montrose's first reaction was, what is that? Uh-huh. And people, you know, they, you know, people who watched it, you know, it turned them off. But, you know, in hindsight, that is, absolutely what somebody like Montrose would say, he would call, you know, them a what and a that and all that stuff. Yeah. The fact that Tick says, well, who are you? You know, it shows you know, that it's still a human. Right. But, you know, I really do appreciate how helpful this character was, you know, and, you know, just seeing, you know, someone from the Native American, you know, imagery pop up mm-hmm. and actually be helpful and not just, you know, just there. you am mm-hmm. just the, uh, the chance and all this stuff. The only thing I will say, Miss Misha, you know, you can't have them be a plot device. You can't do that. I so thought we were going to go deeper into it. Yep. Well, really go be ahead because like, so, I'm a little
0: upset. It. Anyway, um, so first of all, <laughs> so like, yeah, like you introduced this character to me, and I. You know, I, I, I love what you did with it and everything, and then, you know, her telling them t- telling them that Titus tricked them and everything, translating the pages for them in the Book of Names and being cursed them and confined to the ship. You're fine. Yes, sir. Um, Her, that character talking about how that Titus tricked them into translating the pages from the Book of Names before cursing them and confining them to that ship. Um... And then, you know, we see them escape and everything because once they took the – once they removed the pages and everything, water caved in and everything, you see them escape. Um I'm gonna come back to a pen on that because Lady, wait, hold on. Lady is the soul, so she's the final girl. I'm sorry. Right. Like, because when the whole pages right. went out, what did Lady do? You didn't see Tick, nor you saw Montrose go <clears> out. <throat> you saw them reach out for her, but you didn't see them go try to get those pages. Like, but girl, whew, <laughs> me, swimming, swimming, giving me girl. more tomb raider and more Indiana Jones energy. But no, my girl, she always comes through for them. Like, Every time, like she comes through for them. She, because if it wasn't for her, they wouldn't have them pages. Exactly. Because neither one of them budge. And I hate that when. They the elevator started rushing up and everything, and then you know, cause Tick was being real. That whole episode, Tick was being a real asshole to her. That whole episode from the library until them being there and everything like that. He was being a real asshole, but you know, he embraces her with a kiss because you better how because she went and got these names and she went and swam and got this thing for you. You better embrace her. You better let her know that you feel sorry for how you've been, you know, treating her and how you've been, you know, coming off. But fast forward to when they get to the house and everything and back to Yama, like, because this is where I was conflicted with Montrose. And I'm yeah. still, I, I and I'm still to this day, even with the season being over and watching it today, this episode again, I'm still conflicted because I'm still kind of confused on what is going to happen. Because my right. thing is this, y'all, because... First of all, when it was in the elevator, after the water came up, she started to scream. And what I got from that is that she was a siren. Like, you know, I used to watch this show called Siren that came on Freeform. And I fell in love with mermaids and stuff like that from that show because it gave another, you know, it gives another tale of mermaids. It's not your typical Disney little mermaid. I love you, Ariel, but it's not. This is a totally different thing. But... When it comes down to sirens, it's more of a deeper story and their song and their screams and everything can penetrate the human ear. And that we see that until, you know, Tick knocks her out and everything. But my thing is this, you get to the house, you talk about y'all, you're coming up with the plan. We're gonna get her to translate. He um you figure out that, you know, Titus put this spell on her, maybe because she can't talk, so that's why she's screaming, but you know, turns into a siren. But how this episode ends is that Montrose slices her Mm neck. And I was like, are you serious? Because exactly for what? Because like I said, till now, and I'm going to stick with me even rewatching, I still don't, I haven't, Mm -hmm. I haven't seen an answer yet. And it, cause I was really looking forward to, you know, that Karen's being able to, translate the book of names and help them out and everything like that but i get that and i and i also look at it from the other standpoint as a writer maybe it was just to more raise the stakes of montrose as a character but if you're going to raise the stakes of more of montrose as a character now i'm going to ask why did you make him this character? like why did you do that like you know so
1: yeah that's how i was feeling
0: i was mad about that because I Ooh, just didn't... Yeah,
1: I'm right there with you. I'm right there with because... you. I, I, just, I don't understand, you know, the decision. Like, I think, um, you know, just with rewatching rewatching the entire series, uh, you know, I think we you know, we really did get answers to just about everything. Mm-hmm. But
0: then. That- Nah, we. I don't think we haven't got an answer. We haven't got one yet. And I think we, I feel like we will, especially with both of us watching each episode over again, before we record, I really think we will get to see that happen. But even with me still recollecting what happened the last two episodes from the second to last episode and the finale, I don't think it has been said. I just don't. And it just gives me more of what I've been saying about Montrose. Like what is your in
1: game? Like, will he have a bigger role in season two? Right. And so. see, a part of me, a part of me, like looking back, a part of me kind of like originally thought that the two spirit was representative of like something bigger to do with like my sexuality. But, you know, I'm and just taking it face value. I, I really don't know what they want to do with that character. Right. And I just, I really do feel like they could have did more with you know, with this character, like even if even if they, you know, got them out of the boat, you know, out of the ship, out of the museum, and just let them live their life somewhere else, and I, I was hoping they would come back and control those mole creatures. That's what I thought was going to happen, but I'm just like,
0: yeah, it's a lot of, it's like it's a season. lot of more seeds planted for the rest of the season, <laughs> right? But. That was, I will say that whole transition, that whole act, that whole climax was good. It just, you know, that last scene had me shook. Um, but I think I'm done with that. Um, I really want to talk about two more characters before we, you know, um, I want to talk about Christina because she has pivotal moments in this episode as well. And my topic is where is Christina's place? Is it at the top of the secret order of food chains? So it's like, what is her end game? Because we know she survived the lodge and everything that happened. You know, we see her come to Chicago and she's trying to stay close to, you know, tick and everything. She's, you know, What is she doing? She's laying that she's planting seeds and laying down the ground groundwork for what she has planned for herself. So and I think what I like about Christina is that she's she's a go getter. She's going to get what she wants and she's planting seeds everywhere. And I. I just feel like, you know, at this point, Christina knows what she wants, and she's putting everything into her plot. And she's putting everything into her plan with her meeting and lady. And, you know, they yeah. having more discussion of what can be happening and everything like that. So, you know, I just really like the fact that Christina is a staple right now in this season because she is, quote unquote, the villain.
1: Yeah. And can I just say, I love her introduction in this episode was Bitch Better Have My Money. Like, that was... <laughs> Like if you want to know anything about this character, replace money with like power, and that's her whole character. She just she wants what she wants, and I think the scene right after was hilarious. Like she's trying to walk in the house, mm-hmm. and you know the you know the voodoo, uh, the voodoo priestess uh, magic basically blocking her. Like I love that look that she had. Like oh shit, like oh oh they they understand something, right? You know they may know a little something, but it's you know sh- her basically. Telling Letty, you know, your man tried to kill me and it didn't work. She, I just love how she's she knows all of these characters' Achilles' heels. Uh-huh. And She just she's hitting every single one right on point. And she doesn't care how, you know, what leads to what, as long as she gets what she wants and knows like she has a or she may not know, but she has a very good idea of all the reactions, you know, of how reactionary they are. And it lets me, you know, start thinking, like, how long has she been watching them? You know, I've asked that since the first episode. like how long has she been studying you know all of these you know all these you know people and it just it really does speak on her because you know even you know like you were saying how you know what's her role in the food chain you know to see this sheriff yes i was was just about to say you
0: know that beef between her and the chef is
1: deep I i love it too because it's
0: like you know She's basically standing up for what she wants, because as she said, as she's previously stated, she said that, you know, that Tick, you came in here and got a ring. And I've been with this family for years and I have to, you know, work myself up to the chain. So with this and the food chain, like she has to work herself up, but she stands her ground with Mr. Uh What is it? Lancaster, the sheriff. She stands her ground with him and, you know, she. Basically lets her know, lets him know that I know what you're trying to do and he knows what she's trying to do. So, you know, it's that tension between the both of them because they both want to seize control of this power.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, it it really does. It's a good reminder, you know, of the times that they're in. It's like even with Christina having all this power mm-hmm. and being the daughter of this grand wizard, you know, basically she's still a woman she may be a white woman but she's still a woman and these you know racist wizards they don't care they don't care who she is they don't care what her role is they don't care how she is like she just she's a woman right you know she may know a little magic but she's still a woman and it's like christina's you know she still has obstacles of her own Mm -hmm. and i really think you know looking back it's it's very evident that her story is a mirror of Tick's because while Tick is always reminded he may, you know, have the, you know, the, the blood right and all this stuff, he, he's still a black man. Right. You know, and just seeing these characters, you know, go on their own journeys, you know, and to have Christina basically force, you know, their journeys to collide. Like that's just such an interesting aspect. That's that's a great villain as, as a great villain.
0: She's uh, they the writers the writers room really knew what they was doing with her. Yeah. And then I'm just thinking about the future, but they knew what they were doing with her. And yeah. I think I appreciate them for that because it's like, you know, and I can't wait to talk about it more later as we get into the series is that she like she is a staple in this. Like she's one of those characters that is like, you know, you hate to love her, but you got to love her because of her plan and everything like that. Like she really does get the job done for what she's trying to do. So, you know, I I appreciate the writers for really taking their time and putting with each character because each character has I feel like each character has an episode where they get to grow. And yeah. I don't want to say this is her episode where she gets to grow, but I think this was the episode that we get to know more about her and right. everything. So, um, yeah. Um, I do want to talk about one thing because it would happen towards the end of the episode where hip and D were on their way back home. And, you know, she was still having that curiosity because D was like, how did I get back to Chicago? And they're not with us. And it's just like, you know, That didn't sit right with him because she's just like, you know, something ain't right. And for her to say, well, where did you get that map from? And she sees the map and everything. And she makes that impulsive decision to go to Adderham. And it's, you know, I think for her, she wants more answers. And that was the moment where she was like, I have to get them for myself. Because if nobody's going to tell me, you know, I get it for myself. And I like that because, I mean, it... Ties in more with her destiny on this series, yeah. And that's that's all I'm gonna say about that because you and it's know, big. She's got a big destiny, big, 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 big yeah. destiny. So I feel like I mean I hate that she has to take the slow. I mean, and not even it's not if it's that it's a slow character build, but at the same time, you right. know, it's that building that building block more of what she has to go through as a character. So you know. Mm -hmm. um i will say when i get to that because i think that's another one of my favorite episodes that episode is beautiful that's like i said i think each i think each character has an episode that's basically centered around them and we get to see more of that character just like with episode five go ahead Spoiler alert we get to see more of ruby and christina and you we get to see more of christina's actual plan and you know actual what she's been doing and we get to go more deeper into ruby as a character so you know i feel like each episode we have that moment where we get to be focused on one character or two and that's what i appreciate about the writers and them building this world of lovecraft
1: yeah and i think we should go ahead and briefly get into that like this episode sets up ruby and william Mm -hmm. you know William, um, quote unquote William, you know, being an item. And it's like you I think this episode, you really do see Ruby, you know, in her in her mind at her lowest. Mm-hmm. You know, performing at, you know, at this bar, nobody's, you know, applauding her anything. Okay. Yeah, I love how she said, Well, fuck you too. Like, well, I mean, man, it was, you know, like, I mean that was hurtful. Like, I mean, you right. go
0: from you go from the beginning of the episode where you have all these people, you have all these people clenching cheering and clapping for you and then in this club you know I would have said the same thing too but you know
1: you you really do see and then you know even with her trying to get a job at the store like you know you see her at her lowest Mm -hmm. and you know to have William quote unquote William who's you know Uh (laughs) to see William (laughs) you know basically slide up on her Mm -hmm. and essentially seduces
0: her like... He seduced her? She wanted that. <laughs> you think she seduced her? Okay, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it because when they was at the bar... <laughs> and they were talking yes yeah, she had she probably was like three drinks in the wind but at the same time she was like "She, she my son, yeah, it mean, ain't yeah. gonna happen white boy <laughs> i was like okay
1: yeah, I that, yeah. but then Gee. the next
0: thing you busted up in his room but busted up in his house and <laughs> but i do want to talk about this because i thought about something. so hmm. did we ever talk about the um his demon, te- his demon brand, like, his hell I don't, like, I because I'm, I'm going to have to look it up, and we can talk about it on our Everything That We Miss episode, but, like, that, because when I was watching it today, I was like, oh, my God, I forgot about he, he having this brand on him. So, you know, you know, but then I think, oh, never mind. I think about it because somebody else had a brand on them as well. So I just, <laughs> I, was, I was taken back by that today, and it's just like, <laughs> Did we really get into him knowing, knowing about him having that brand? But you know, I did appreciate the scene between William and Ruby when they, you know, did do or whatever. Because I mean, yes, she was at her lowest and I think she needed somebody at that time because she didn't have nobody. Her sister had betrayed her with this whole money situation, which we find out that that money did not come from her mother. It came from Miss Christina. So, you know, now like I said, those that seed that was been planted and it's done water and then split up these two sisters. So, you know, I think I appreciate the same because she didn't have nobody and William was there to uplift her and give her this offer and, you know, give her some, I don't even want to say attention, but, you know, give her some care, some tender love and care, you know, and, you know, for them to get into it, is, you know, I I think she needed that for herself because, like you said, she, I, she, she just performed and nobody said anything to her, so, you know, I appreciate the scene of the significance of them two characters and the growth of those two characters,
1: I would say that yeah it was it was it's a it's a really great setup if you're if you're watching the series you know to see what happens next and just you know it really does also speak on you know ruby's character that unlike letty you know she, ruby just if she's at her lowest you know she's not going to go to church mm-hmm. you know she's not going to you know go talk to somebody who might understand her in the family she's just going to go you know, drink and see where her life takes her next. And obviously it takes her on a whole different journey. And, you know, I think this is also I think this is when I actually really, you know, was interested, you know, more so in what Ruby was going to become, you know, as far as a character, because, you know, until then she was just, you know, with, you know, I guess we can go ahead and say it, you know, the angry black girl. You know, I don't think that's what they wanted to establish. But that came off, you know, compared to Letty, who was, you know, always having, you know, these different emotions. And it's like Ruby, you know, whenever you saw her, she had an attitude. And, you know, that wasn't fair. You know, and I, you know, I really do appreciate how we were getting further into, you know, her wants and needs. And it just, you know, that just, you know, shows like it just no small parts in this show. There are
0: no small parts. Yeah. No, I mean, everything, into, like, what I love about it is everything intertwines, mm-hmm. everything goes together. Um, I just, I love where we are and how we're continuing where we are. And I cannot wait to continue to get more into it because it goes deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And deeper. So I'm like super excited to continue. Do you have any final thoughts about this episode? Or anything that we've talked about between episodes one through four.
1: Great episode one and two is a great uh, little movie. Great yeah. little movie, yeah. you know. it, it did everything, you know, your witches, all this stuff. Episode three and four, it's a really uh, interesting setup for what we're about to get, you know, into later. And I just, I really do love how we get all these characters, you know, and learning more about them. Right, you know, really, really amazing.
0: Yeah, cause this next one, I think from five, from five and on down, it just gets more intense, 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 intense. So yeah, I think I'm good. Um. We would like to thank you for listening to us today. You can find us on Twitter at LCB LCB Pod. And we are on um, Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well. You can find us on YouTube and you can see us behind the mics and see our pretty faces and see us just at crazy and everything. You can find us at Two Lovecraft and back on YouTube as well. We would like to thank you for listening. Continue to listen. If you want to send us some questions. Questions. Um, send us questions Send us things that you want us to touch on Like I said we do Are planning an episode later in the future For everything that we miss And you know And an easter egg episode Where we can talk about little things That was planted throughout the whole series And things like that So send us questions Send us things that you want us to talk about um, So yeah Anything you would like to leave off with Aaron?
1: Give us questions Or we'll pick <laughs> Cthulhu on you no, we won't do that. We won't put the, the on you.
0: No. We'll probably send you into the color of space universe. How about that?
1: Oh, yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah,
0: that'd be fun. All right. Thank you so much for listening to us. We will see you next time.
1: All right. Bye, guys.